Welcome to Victory Tube Podcast, a video game podcast where we talk about, you know, TV shows as well, movies, anime, manga, whatever, music, the things we enjoy. As it began many, many years ago, maybe not that long ago, but you know, <laughs> two, two years and eight months to be exact. Uh, we were we are a video game podcast. I'm Dan, and as always, uh, I'm with Brandon and Chris. What's up? Yeah. So, guys, let's uh, say the. Should we just rip the bandaid off? <laughs> yeah, the elephant in the room. All right, he's a fucking big elephant. Mm. Right, unfortunately, um, everyone. Uh, first of all, thank you very much for listening to our show. We really do appreciate it. And secondly, uh, this is our final episode, at least for now. Yeah. Honestly, you may have read this in the post that I'm maybe typing up now that I put it to social media a couple of weeks prior. <laughs> it's um. That's breaking we've... the fourth wall a bit. I've gone meta. I've been watching too much Deadpool trailers. <laughs> so, um, we all feel uh, unanimously that um, we are struggling to find the time to record and find new things to play because, um, you know, I, I stream like full time as well as do a full time job. Uh, Dan's busy and he's traveling and uh, Andon's doing a PhD as well as, you know, he has a job as well. And we also feel that we have gone through the majority of our like most positive uh, memories of gaming streaming uh movies anime reading and we won't lie we're struggling to think of more and more topics it was getting more and more niche and we have taken uh suggestions from other people like uh uh the best villains for example uh that was a good suggestion and honestly it just feels like it's for now at least run its course we're not going to say that we are quitting entirely. We hopefully plan to do the odd episode maybe around the holidays when we've got breaks. Uh, so maybe an Easter one. I feel like just having a break, recharging our batteries and just doing one every now and again will make it more special and we'll have plenty to talk about and discuss. That's the goal anyway. But uh, for now, we are going to bring you up to speed of what we've been doing the last couple of weeks. Regular episode, resume as normal <laughs> right from now. But um, we'll also be reminiscing on all the stuff that's come out via, well, via uh, during our run as the podcast has gone out. What's come out since uh, July 2021? Was it June? It was, it what, was uh, May. I know, I, it was I May know. when we recorded, wasn't it? Yeah. Because um, I, 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 I always I always remember because the two weeks, or it was either the week or two weeks before we recorded, I broke up with my ex-girlfriend. And the podcast was a. They, I always know the meme where it's like, guys don't go to therapy. They they start podcasts. And uh, <laughs> well, there you go. Although I did actually go to therapy. I didn't. This has saved me tons of money. <laughs> right, Can you believe, guys? We, we've been going this long, and somehow, miraculously, we've not missed a single upload day every month, every other Monday, like clockwork. Yep. Smashed it. Yeah. So yeah. But no, like, uh, well. As Chris says, it will be it'll be a, a mostly same same old episode. Who wants to start? Shall we kick off with uh, one last Souls like to talk about? <laughs> yeah, let's, let's, let's sing is that's what we've been playing since the dawn of time. Yes, so me and Brandon have been playing uh, a game which came to PlayStation Plus a couple of weeks ago, uh, which is one I have in my arm for a while, but I've never seen a price drop. And then I seen it go on sale last month and I nearly bought it, but I'm glad I didn't because it came to PS Plus, so that was handy. And that game is still rising, where you play as a French robot in France beating up other French robots. It's very French. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's very French with like English French sentences. Like they'll be saying a sentence and every other word is French, and it's just like they wouldn't really do this. But yeah, um, so still rising. If the way I would probably describe it is a less polished version of Lies of P, but that's literally uh, a far less polished version. <laughs> yes, yeah, so less polished. Um, I mean, graphically, it's not too bad. Like the textures and everything seem quite nice in it. This, this the ambience itself seems all right, but there's quite a lot of things which pull it back down to earth, basically, with some of the elephant in the rooms, as I just I was speaking to Chris just before we start the podcast is, I wouldn't say this is necessarily a bad thing, but for people who are used to Souls-likes, it is very punishing, and that's the stamina system. <laughs> what was your thoughts of the stamina system when you first sort of got into it, Chris? Oh, jumping straight into that then. All right, uh, so the stamina system, I actually quite like how it works. Mm. Your stamina does drain rather quickly, but there's essentially a, a timing mini game. If you press triangle before it completely uh, dissipates, you can regenerate all your uh, stamina back immediately. But if you do that, you um, build up like a sort of a frost meter. And if you do it multiple times, your character will like completely freeze in place and be uh, susceptible to all kinds of manner of attacks. You don't want that. But there are modules you can install to negate that. And i tell you what, some of the modules in this game, which are kind of like rings from like Dark Souls. Some of them was outright broken. In fact, they pretty much the entirety of the combat's completely broken. Yeah, the game doesn't give a shit. Any build you go for negates pretty much any combat challenge you will have in this game. It, it honestly, I like how again, I, I I really do like the combat system in it. I mean, the movement itself, the attack patterns feel quite slow, and it's like very easy for your attacks to basically get disrupted. But at the same time, like all the weapons feel somewhat unique in their own. Like, all the weapons feel nice. Like, you've got your main attacks, your heart, the strong attacks, your special attacks with each weapon. They all feel quite nice. But yeah, they, another elephant in the room is just how freaking broken the combat system is. Like, you just move so fast, obviously, and you could just... All your stamina managing you're doing on. But you will probably find that a lot of the bosses are not difficult at all. Like, in general, the mobs are probably harder than what the bosses are. Oh, by far. Um, I don't think, apart from the first boss, when I was getting to get to the game, I think every single boss is a first try. And it wasn't even close. It wasn't like I was running close out of healing items. Um, so th- there's there's two reasons for this. Um, well, they uh, spring to mind. Uh, so the, f- the first one is you essentially um, can get healing items in this game which are akin to uh, life gems from Dark Souls 2. Mm. So, you know, consumable ones. But these are dropped so, so frequently and they work on a uh, percentage of your health over like a course of 20 seconds, which always equals like a full heal. So it doesn't matter how much HP you have, you'll they scale yeah. up. So, and you can carry unlimited of these. Uh, like, um, I had over 99 in my inventory, and I know that because when I healed, the, um, it didn't go down at all. It still said 99. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, now I think I'm fine. The other reason is for how some of the combat techniques work. So, um, for example, freeze is completely overpowered. It can happen to your character. You can do it to the enemies as well. Uh, I didn't do that build, but I did do one where I use... I mostly use these um, sort of claw weapons I found, which are, like, very fast-hitting, and build up what's called immobility, which is basically stun. <laughs> and it builds up super fast. You can get a module, which builds it up even faster. So, basically, I only had to hit an enemy about three or four times, and it fell over, so you can critically hit it. And when you do that, they fall on their ass, including bosses. And when they're down on the floor, you can still hit them and just build up the meter again. Yeah, there's and no, just like, I win every fight. Yeah. <laughs> Once you've done that, it's like... Um, this game's like over now. 
<laughs> and one thing which also helps is the bosses in general move so slow. You've got they, they, so much time to dodge and think what your next got to do. And their attack patterns are pretty much just three or four moves. There's nothing spicy about them at all. Every boss, and I mean every boss, just go to their arse and hit them. Just stay, yeah. from, stay behind them and you, you won't lose. I promise you. It's very rare you get hit. I mean, they, they telegraph their attack so much. You know when they're going to do an AOE. They see you can jump. Uh, and that's another thing. This game has like jumping. Like, um, you, you can traverse a bit through uh, um, going through platforms. And there's like a sort of grappling hook as well you can get for the game. In fact, there, there is a sort of a Metroidvania feel to this because the levels are like split up. Like, you've got like a full world map and you go to like area and area. So each one's like its own sandbox. Mm. And there are things that you can. Like there's, there's essentially different barriers in your way, like walls that you can break down later, um, grappling hooks, as mentioned, and there's air dashing as well. And you'll think to yourself, oh, wow, all these different places, I've seen so many of these, I've got to try and remember where, where you need to go to. Except you don't really, because for the most part, all the items you pick up are just more consumables, <laughs> which are pretty pointless. It's like, oh, good, more throwing grenades. So I've got about 8 trillion of those. And secondly, if you do the side quests, of which there are numerous, you will end up going back to all of them anyway. I don't think there's any area that I committed to memory that I didn't end up going back to. Sometimes I just unlocked them and got there. There was fuck all there. And I went, yeah, I'm going to be coming back here later, aren't I? And mm. yes, I was. So really, you don't need to backtrack unless you get the, the side quest. Just leave it till you get the side quest and then just do it. Oh, um, uh, yeah. One thing I was going to ask you as well, Chris. So when you go into PS Plus and you look at the ratings for still rising, you see it's very, very skewed. You have like... 30% of people give it like a five star rating. A good part of 40% of people have given it a one star rating and they're like a mix of in betweens. Mm. Do you feel like the game warrants a one star rating or it's 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 all I, right, isn't it? I would rate it probably about three out of five, if I'm brutally honest. Yeah, I did enjoy it. I, I I probably enjoyed it more at the beginning until, as I mentioned, like that completely broke the combat, <laughs> and then it, it just became it's probably more tedious because you you just know it's like oh run here, run there, run back. Especially if you're doing the side quests, there's so much backtracking. Like you go to the same areas like time and time again, and nothing changes apart from. Mm. Just, trying to get through these doors and then the other major gripe i had with it is the enemy variety is so low you will see pretty much every enemy the game has to throw at you in like the first six hours maybe hmm. and after that it's you'll just have like the same enemies but like a slight reskin for like different elements so you'll see like or a soldier with like i don't know uh, a lightning spear and then you'll later on you'll just see ones with fire spears or ice spears but it's the same model so yeah yeah, I saw that it was on PS Plus, and I saw the low score, and that was one of the reasons why I didn't download it. I was like, yeah, that doesn't uh, doesn't hold me with much confidence that it's going to be a a good game. But surprise, like despite all its flaws, so it sounds of it, you've had fun with it. Yeah, it's like, it's, oh, like, yeah. it's one of these Soulsborne games where Soul Souls like games where you play it, but it's not necessarily one which you might want to revisit. You know. Like all the other Souls likes we've played, like Lies of Pierce is one of those ones you, you will probably quite happily go back and revisit. Same for like Code Vein, you'll probably want to go revisit. Still Rising, it's, it seems like you play it once and you get your fix and, you know, that's that's all there is to it for me. I don't know if you feel the same way, Chris. Yeah, I can't, I can't even see myself streaming this, to be honest. <laughs> it, it's again, again, it's fine at the beginning and then you start getting side quests and that and you just 
it feels like major padding and it's not even that long a game anyway overall i think it took me about what first playthrough about 20 hours give or take and i'll tell you what the, the lack of polish in the penultimate level i had to um turn off the game and restart twice why because um uh game breaking glitches oh so one one i went through a door and the rest of the area just did not load in it all you could see was like the skybox and no level i was like oh okay that's a reset <laughs> and then the same level <laughs> Um, a bit further on there's a bit where you have to jump down I jumped down and my character got stuck on the rock and did the whole sort of um, T-pose in the air with like the one leg up like spinning on the spot oh. and I couldn't move them they were just stuck there indefinitely that's another reset <laughs> I it started to, like, and they were like within like 20 minutes of each other so I generally thought at one point am I not going to be able to beat this game is this level just bugged up the arse right. <laughs> that's twice now and um, I'm starting to get concerned thankfully it didn't happen again but that feels like quite the major problem especially just going through the door and like the rest of the level just doesn't load that's it's not like i'm doing anything wrong and just going exactly where the game wants me to and it's like oh that's bad but again i had fun with it mm. i think though it's just a genre of gamers because you know we like dark souls and i think it's just that inherent gameplay loop we, we just like it yeah <laughs> if you it, just make it, a game like right that parts. we will we're willing to overlook a bit of lack of polish but this game was riding the line a bit <laughs> again fine to start with strong start strong start peters off towards the end massively so um, and honestly the cutscenes they, they go on for fucking ages if you let them out I just ended up skipping most of the dialogue because I really didn't give a shit I could feel the end was on the horizon I was just like let's just finish this goddamn game now I'm glad I didn't pay for it but it's well I'm glad I, certainly glad I didn't pay like 30, 40 quid for it bloody hell mm. so, um, but yeah if you, you can do worse I've played Hellpoint that was actually probably on par now I think about it it's been a while <laughs> since I played Hellpoint <laughs> That was that was a, that, that's another Souls like which is um janky as fuck. Oh, you play Bugsy 3D, so you can play anything. This is true. This is <laughs> true. <laughs> I'll, I'll never let you uh, live that down. I think neither of us. You, you don't have to. It haunts me every day. <laughs> Well, so you've been consuming, Brandon. Well, so last episode, I mentioned that I was watching uh, Full Metal Panic, and I said it's literally about a guy is told to save girl and has to keep saving said girl. Um, I actually, so, yeah. what? it came what up on my my um my anime list. Your score for it actually came up, so I know vaguely how you feel about this. Yeah, so just to fill in like a bit, a bit of the gaps, so it is an anime that came out in the year two thousand and two, so it's twenty two years old and you can tell it's one of those early 2000s animes by the you know the art style bear in mind the art style i've got no problems with art style at all the things which i have the issues with it just feels like the whole anime is just the same thing over and over again like try to save say girl you've got Galron, who's basically he starts off as basically just some sort of hired assassin but then he turns into like the main sort of almost like an overlord enemy but it was outright he was just an assassin and now and then as it went on he then hijacks the submarine which that the, the majority of the things based on then you've got this bullshit power of oh let's whisper to each other and he won't be able to hear anything and somehow he goes from this villain who is actually combat very gifted to a point where he's holding everyone hostage and for some reason one of the main characters basically points a gun at him and fires and he looks and he acts shocked and he's like oh come on you're someone who's like very combat gifted why are you shocked that someone managed to stand up and fire a gun at you and what how did that make you panic ending for me felt quite anticlimactic it didn't really feel like a lot of development was happening it feels like a lot of relationships happen too fast as well so like literally in like the first couple of episodes it's like oh they've just met and like she's already speaking about feelings and stuff and like blushing and everything i was like okay well kind of you know useless um also you'll probably know this trope as well dan 
you know when characters go into like some sort of ethereal world where their mind is now disconnected from their body yep like it's always the same shots of them naked, but with nothing showing, if you know what I mean. Yeah. It's literally just that for about a good few minutes of yep. the main girl just basically in this ethereal world, whispering to everyone because she's got a talent called Whispered, which means she can sort of, she knows everything and can actually tell other people. So think of it like the ultimate spy or whatever. So she's basically now in this ethereal world, driving the submarine called Dana or instructing the submarine on how to overcome this hijacking from Gowron. It just, it just feels like it, it felt like that early 2000s anime mecca yeah it just seemed just i wouldn't say it was shit like it wasn't like just outright oh i couldn't watch it it was boring i I kept falling asleep after watching a couple episodes like it took me a lot longer to watch than what i thought it would hence i just gave it a five i was just like it's it's average it's not bad i mean i'm enjoying it but it's not bad but is it something that i'd recommend people to watch no I will say yes. Oh, okay. All the reason being is I know that there's not that many early 2000s anime that a lot of people really know about. Usually people, when they think of early 2000s or that sort of era, they might think of, you know, Samurai Champloo or, you know, Ryo and Kenshin. You know, those sorts of early 2000s anime (laughs) or borderline. I haven't seen either of them. Yeah. So that's what I mean. Like, if you're wanting to, you know, like nowadays, we've got so many anime releasing from like 2010 onwards like it's very easy to just pick one and be like okay i'll pick one from this year i'll pick one from this year it's very very easy to do that but when you get pre i'd say pre-2008 maybe 2006 at a push it gets a bit harder to try and find anime to watch from sort of errors if you know what i mean the thing with that mainly is not because there isn't it's kind of unless you use pirate you um use shady sites the actual stuff like netflix funimation well not funimation anymore because it's dying in like a month uh crunchyroll or you know amazon or even disney plus like any of the big streaming services they don't really have many old anime like mm. and I don't, I don't know why or but that's the thing like for example if you wanted to re-watch full metal alchemist brotherhood how how would you go about that you would find it a, a, a shady website and watch it on that but it's not on anything part of me thinks it's probably because the licensing for full metal alchemist is maybe too expensive maybe because it just helped i think that's it for full metal alchemist but then but for, for some of the older ones i think it's just they know no one's going to watch it so they're not going to pay for the license to show it basically maybe. I, I don't but, know yeah so it's frustrating Panic is on crunchyroll so that's why i watched it on there okay yeah so i think crunchyroll now that crunchyroll and funimation have merged like the anime library is pretty decent and it's very very affordable it is like when crunchyroll but... first announced the merger with funimation and they dropped their license their membership by a quid a month i was just like that's like congratulations control that's freaking like no other streaming service would do that that's the good thing with like netflix it has except for one it has all the ghibli films and yeah so you know the only one it doesn't have is grave of the fireflies uh but other than that you can watch near enough all of them although mm. grave of the fireflies is still one of the best ghibli films so yeah i, I loved it i loved um, that one and Oh, it's got like all of Ava, except for the uh, re- rebuild of Ava, which is all on Amazon. Yeah, I don't know. It, that's the only downside with you can't get like a certain like like twenty ten onwards. Pretty much every near enough every anime you can f- you can think of is on a streaming website, uh, streaming services of some sort. Mm. Oh well. Yeah, so if you want to, if you want to just discover like an anime from the early from the early two thousands, just watch Full Metal Panic. It's it's all right. It's not amazing, but it's all right. <laughs> 
Chris. And Dan will know this. It's not often that I rate something that low on Mal. Just saying. Yes, that is true. Um... Chris, you finally watched the Marvels. I have finally watched the Marvels. Yeah, I watched it with my folks the other day. Uh, just on the spur of the moment, I got home from work late, so I didn't really have time to do anything. And I knew it was only like an hour and 40 minutes. So as soon as I wandered in, they were like, hey, do you want to watch it? It's like, yeah, sure. I've got to watch it at some point. Whoa. Yep. Well, this is a movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. I didn't want to dislike it because I know everyone else seems to. And I like Quantum Mania and other films that I know other people don't really care all that much yeah this one's not good is it <laughs> it's just not it's, it's not it's, it's just, just it's not good <laughs> like I don't I, start. Go on, go on then. I, all I'm saying is I wasted money to go see it in the cinema. That's what I'm going to say. I saw it for free and I still feel shortchanged. So I will disclose that um, I did watch Miss Marvel uh, not so long back and didn't really rate that either. I don't think the actress does a bad job. No. Per se. She looks like she's enjoying herself and she's you know entertaining enough, but it's not a demographic that's for me. And oh boy, this film. So there's no great action and set pieces at all some of the dialogue is just straight up not good <laughs> uh there was one bit where me and my folks has completely rolled our eyes i know you know the bit yeah because i did that it's exactly the same it's the singing planet isn't it yep yep so like, what the hell are you trying to do marvel yep. you're trying to annoy people yep so it, it, it doesn't need to be there why is it there at that point i was rooting for the villain whoever the hell she was <laughs> It's like, I'm one of the Kree. I've not been in any other film, but I'm going to pretend that we have a backstory. Okay, here we go again. Yeah. Nick Fury had a few good lines. He made me laugh a couple of times. He had like three good lines in it. That's it. That's what I really say. The mechanic of them swapping bodies is not good. It seems really temperamental when it works. It's like, oh, we swap every time we use our powers. Except when we use our powers, when it's convenient for the plot, then it doesn't happen. Yep. Which, yep, that's just stupid. Either commit to the bit or just don't bother. Well, the, it, it, the... Re- it really is just like a thing to like stop them from completely overpowering the paddy. It's like, it's like it's, you're Miss Marvel. You can like power the sun and like go through like a battleship with without breaking a sweat. And this uh, small lady with a hammer is too much. Apparently. Well, essentially, I think they said it was when all three of them used their powers at the same time, but it still was like. Except when they didn't. Yeah. Except when it was just two of them. Yeah. It's, it was still like, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like, to be fair, despite all the negativity, I did kind of like all three of them hanging out together. I thought that was actually quite a good thing about it. But then. Yeah, they, work, they do work well together. And but then ev- like... everything else. <laughs> Yeah, there's everything else. There's, there's, a, there's a couple of good lines, but not a good script. It was like... like um, I, I like the bit where both of them fly off and Miss Marvel's just there like, um, I can't fly. <laughs> it's like uh, on the space station, Nick Fury's just hanging out with Miss Marvel's family. And I'm like, what? what? One, why are they on the on the space station? And then why are they hanging out with uh, Nick Fury? And then obviously at the end where they're getting landing on Earth, why aren't they... Why are they helping Nick Fury with all the cats? It was just like, what? It, it <laughs> makes no sense. Yeah, the, the whole bit with the uh, flag on the bit was silly as well. They, they basically put like, cats all over the marketing because, you know, people like cats. <laughs> it's like, please watch our film. It's got cats in it. Although, if, if there's one good action scene in this film, it's when they're two, fighting the two random guards in Miss Marvel's living room. That was oh, probably yeah. the best bit. That was a little bit creative. 
uh, yeah, this film's just not good. I, I can't even recommend it. I can't even recommend checking it out just out of morbid curiosity. It's just not good. I don't think um, anything in this film is going to be referenced at any point in any other film. Um, there is the um, there is the post credit scene, but I think that's going to be swept under the rug with the events of like Deadpool that's coming up. I forgot what. Oh yeah, yeah. I just remember what it is. Yep. Mm. Uh, I, I don't know. I you know what would you know what would have made the uh, end credits worth it? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go slightly into spoilers now, but it's been out for a little while. I, I... So the the ending spoiler bits um, is uh, Monica Rambo saves the day and gets teleported to a different dimension. When she wakes up, she's um, being monitored by Beast from X Men. You think? Okay, I see what you're doing. Mm. You know what would have been better if they went to a different universe, and this would have been. Far, far fucking better if she woke up and it was Batman or Superman there. She'd been transported to the DC universe. That would have been infinitely better. <laughs> no way it could have got away with it. But if you're going to, again, if you're going to commit, go all out. Yeah, like, it's just, I, I just, as I say, I just think back to it. Like, I watched it on my last, when I, on my last day of my last job when I left. That was, I was like, oh, what? I was like, I'll, you know, I've got a few days before I start my new job. I'll go see the Mar- uh, the Marvels. I heard, you know, mixed things, and I, was, I sat there in the cinema on my own, just like, what, what am I doing? This, mm. and just as you say, rolling, rolled my eyes at the 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 song Planet, and I was just like, I could have, should have just stayed at home. Like, <laughs> like this <laughs> was not worth paying money for. Like. <laughs> Yeah. Oh well, I've been there, done that. I suppose it's the only way you find out whether something's good is you it, just got to experience it. Exactly, like, exactly. At least uh, you know. So I got Demon, the new Demon Slayer film next week, uh, mm-hmm. week today, and then I've got Dune two uh, in about two weeks. So at least I've got some good films to see coming up. Hopefully, good films. Well, we know Demon Slayer is going to be all right, at least. Well, I've already watched half of it because it's just, <laughs> just the half of it's the last episode of season three, and that was a good episode, even if season three is has its problems. That was still a good episode. Yeah, like when Nezuko speaks, like that's that was a golden moment. Like that was love. That was lovely. Yeah, no, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing Dune two, but I think I need to rewatch the first film, and I I, I think it's still what I, I remember when when you watched it. Chris. I think this is going to be the. I think this is the film that would make me will sell me on Dune Part One more because I think that's what I said. Dune Part One is because it's a Part One film. It's just building up uh, to everything in Part Two. It's the same with like Deathly Hallows for Harry Potter. It's the first half is just building everything up mm. film wise. So that's why like hardly anything happens, and then it all happens in Part Two. It's like well yeah because that's the fucking payoff. Mm. That's the problem with all these Part Two films, Part One and Part Two films, which have one. Where it's just build up, and the second half is where it all fucking happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's very few films that don't do that. I mean, I know. At, at least like Infinity War that had plenty of action in it. That didn't feel like that. No, Infinity War and Endgame didn't. But I think the thing is with Infinity War, you had how many films? You, you do literally have like yeah. thirty films beforehand. <laughs> so it's a bit like. Well, that doesn't really count. Yeah, I suppose. I yeah, I've, I've seen that um, Dune 2 has apparently got good write-ups so far. I've Yeah, it seems like it. I, I, I don't know. Where's where's part one? Uh, like, where can you watch part one? Isn't it, isn't it on, like, Amazon or something? I know it's on... It was on Amazon Prime because that's what I watched it on. Yeah, At least that, it was. I don't know if it is now. I'm literally going to check right now. But, uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to rewatch that um, either the day or... or, or mi- I don't think I have time the day before, but that, that week. 
I'm definitely going to rewatch Doom Part 1 before I see yeah. Part 2. I like Doom Part 1, but I do feel like the climax is in the wrong place. Yeah. It feels like the climax is in the middle of the film and then it just carries on for another half hour. That's what I always felt weird with it. Oh yeah, it, it is on here, but it's uh, oh stupid buy to rent. Oh, great. Yeah, that's a... I hate it. Can I just have a little moan about the buy to rent stuff on Amazon Prime? Oh, yeah, please. By all means. <laughs> we subscribe to Amazon Prime for a reason. So can you please just stop showing that you've got this stuff available on Prime if you're having to say, oh, you have to buy even more of it. You know, it's, it's like subscribing to something. You have to pay like a premium subscription to be able to watch something. And even then, you only have limited access to it anyway. But yeah. Fuck you, Prime. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Was... Oh, and fuck you for putting adverts into it recently as well. Yes. Oh, great. Stupid the only, bastards. The only other, thing, the other thing I don't like about Prime is that it will, ha- it will be like, this is on Prime. And then you go on and it's like, oh, not available. It's like, well, why are you still advertising it? Or why do you still have something on, on it saying it's there, but it's not? Because I... I wanted to watch the anime film Metropolis, and it says it's on Amazon Prime. It's not. It's not been on there for like a l- many, 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 many years. So I don't. Well, I don't uh-huh. understand why it says it's on there when it's actually not. It's ah uh, because you can still buy it, you see, and uh, they can still say it's on Prime because you use Prime to download it. The fucking scummy loophole. <laughs> They've got the same problem on Game Pass as well. There's a couple of game, there's a couple of games on Xbox which I really want to play. It's like you go through like the Xbox 360 games and it says, "Oh, Enchanted Arms," and it's just like, "Oh." Then it's rather than, rather than just telling you like the price and whether it's free or not, it just says currently unavailable. And I'm just like, "Well, if it's currently unavailable, why are you still showing it's there? And will you actually tell me that it's going to be available?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm an angry person. Not really. I've known you for I've known you both for ten years. You're you're not an angry person. Yeah, just stupid things like that just annoy me. It's like the amount of times that I go onto Xbox, I'm like, oh, is this game now available? No, okay. I think it's the same for all of us. There's certain things where we're just like, oh, for fuck's sake, and just pisses off. Mm. Like uh, Bobby Kotick. Yes. Right, Chris. (laughs) (laughs) Chris is just. Uh, I hate him more than the Marvels. Uh, 73 episodes and I still haven't had it, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I haven't gamed. Uh, well, no, I, I've gamed on, like, the, the usual stuff, like my Balloons Tower Defense 6 and the odd little bit of Pokemon, and all, but nothing of worthy of note. Um, the one big thing I've been doing, because it's in four weeks' time... I'm going on a two and a half week trip to Japan for my 30th birthday and I wanted to read all of, I wanted to finish reading all of Berserk before I flew and when we when I realized that this was going to be our probably our last episode or last episode being like regular uh, re- releases I was like you know what fuck anything else I'm just going to binge read Berserk and um, literally 10 minutes before we started recording I finished reading berserk um there, well i say finished there is the extra chat there's there's a still like what tw- 10 more chapters but the chapters that have been released after kentaro mura uh, passed away so they're not te- they're not the chapters he's written mm-hmm. um but all the chapters he wrote i have um finished i have finished volume 41 uh as i said 10 minutes before we start recording and uh i literally went through how, how many volumes did i go through today i started on 36 this morning <laughs> 
I went through 36, 37, 38, 39, 40, 41. So I read six Berserk volumes this morning. That's, that's, because, I mean, a, a chunky manga usually takes between 40 minutes to an hour to read, doesn't it? If you properly take the time and observe everything, don't they? Oh, yeah. And so, yeah, so you literally you spent a good six hours just reading Berserk. That's literally all I've done today. Just read Berserk. I, I, I don't care. It's been fucking amazing. What to say about Berserk? That hasn't already been said by many people on the internet. Probably not much. It's, as everyone says, it's a masterpiece. Like, I know the last couple of volumes I was tearing up. Like, uh, there's a big moment with one of the female characters, and I was just tearing up over it. Like, I knew. I knew, like a lot like the end, end a bit like last couple of volumes it was all spoiled for me but just experiencing it I was like I was still so emotional it's like just one of the best stories ever written like it's probably top three stories of all time for me it's such a beautiful manga the amount of times I've just stopped and just stared at the pages and uh, just admired all the artwork even like the smallest panels there's so much to admire it's why as I literally said uh, to some of my friends the other weekend I was like my favorite two mangas are Berserk and One Piece and kind of for similar reasons because they're so detailed but they're also dress the detail in both of them is like drastically different whereas Kentaro mirrors Berserk he it's just such a detailed world in the way he he draws it whereas like Oda who makes one who writes One Piece he just crams so much in there's just so many like easter eggs and little things that you notice and yeah like I don't, I don't, I don't know really what like what new to say about Berserk really it's just such a incredible series if you've I would say if you want to read manga it's definitely a must read it's i wouldn't say it's for everyone because especially with the middle volumes the conviction arc there is a lot of extreme scenes i will say that uh, yep i that was a bad time to read that on a train um <laughs> that's the most graphic it does get to be fair there's there's a lot of nudity throughout the whole uh series because there's a, the the last person to join guts's um party she can transform into a mermaid and when she becomes a mermaid obviously because she's a mermaid she's just topless so, and it's like all right there you go there's another character who's naked and <laughs> yeah I, near every character good or bad there's something to like about them the three main characters guts Griffith and Casca there's you know there's so much to like in about all, all of them and even like everything that happens with all three it is so much to unpack and there's a lot I don't want to say because I don't want to spoil anything but it's just so it's such a complex story and such a <clears throat> and it's so incredible. Yeah, it's not technically finished because obviously the author Kintaro Mura passed away. But where it ends, it doesn't matter. Like in some ways, it kind of feels like it's it's got it, all the messages it needs to deliver are delivered satisfyingly. You know, um, yeah, it, it's utterly fantastic. One of my favorite volumes of the manga is volume thirty-four. That was a breathtaking. Manga manga to put it lightly um yeah it's quite far near the end because there's 41 volumes but uh volume 34 was definitely a highlight as well as volume 9 that's a, a good volume but um with two of my favorite chapters that the one that the uh, most recent anime actually did that whole two chapters um in its uh, entirety they didn't 
they made a whole episode designated to those two two chapters and it was absolutely incredible yeah uh berserk's a masterpiece if you like if if you like reading manga like read it it has it is a hard 18 like there's a lot of graphic stuff don't read it in uh don't read especially the conviction art arc in public because um yep and uh if you do enjoy guts and caskers and griffith's journey it's uh, a wonderful read if hard at times to deal with what is actually been drawn when did it first start serializing again um 1988 i might be wrong on that but it's like oh, around yeah. late around 1990 like if take like guts is the primary like the most inf- one of the most influential characters mm. in fantasy like cloud strife would not exist without berserk just mm. like end of like without yeah, berserk like straight, that's a great sword and everything yeah dark souls like from software's everything from software's done since inclu- since demon souls including demon souls would not exist without berserk like mm. why we're called victory achieved those like without berserk that that is not that does not exist mm. like berserk is incredible like uh yeah there's nothing i have a i have a berserk tattoo because it's that great like i got i actually got it before i finished well, as, as I've just said, I finished it today. But do I regret getting it before finishing it? No. I literally turned, I literally messaged my mate the other day and said, I'm going to get a second Berserk tattoo because Berserk is that good. What would you get off? Do you know? No idea. I don't know what I would get. But I, I'd probably maybe get it near my current berserk tattoo well i've already got the brand of sacrifice and the dragon slayer sword so i don't need that on again i don't need that i don't know what i would get but um no what i did find quite funny is in the later couple of uh uh volumes there were a few star wars star wars um references which was quite funny and uh kentara murad there's there's an elf character and he written the elf or uh i say elf he looks more like a fairy but with like jar jar there's a see a picture with him jar jar binks is head uh stormtrooper helmets and darth vader's helmet it was quite funny and he goes <laughs> padawan it was quite funny uh yeah despite how dark it is there is there's enough humor to carry it through and guts's traveling party a great cast of characters yeah uh, there are more chapters that i still got to read but they were released after kintara mura passed away yeah funny enough he actually passed away just as we started the podcast mm. as well yeah berserk incredible masterpiece uh yeah i look forward to taking it off your hands to read it yeah <laughs> i'll let you borrow it definitely all well, all i say is my volume 17 is fucked but well, uh, to it. um it was bound wrong i need to buy it again because it's been bound wrong you'll notice uh, when you read it because there's a there's um he returned guts uh yes yeah, after yeah guts returns to the blacksmith and he goes in a cave and then suddenly he leaves the the blacksmith and then you carry on and it's like the black blacksmith sorting the sword and then all the stuff in the cave you're like what the fuck is going on and so the two <laughs> chapters have been bound wrong which is really annoying but oh okay. well I, I pieced it all together uh but it's still annoying that that's the only volume that's fucked for me which is annoying i've never had that in before of, in terms of content how much was missing oh nothing was missing it was all there it was just two chapters were bound wrong oh back to back instead of okay yeah i don't know why that I, they must have just been bound wrong it's annoying maybe they were too busy you know putting maybe in English reading books together, you know, where chapters, you know, we read left to right. Maybe that, ah, maybe they've just got it wrong. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Try to come up with a good excuse for him. 
Right, there's only so much coping I can give them. <laughs> anyway, you said you've been reading manga. I've also been reading manga. For about the past two weeks, I've been reading Promised Neverland, and I did say that I'm very disappointed that the... Se- the so season one, Promised Neverland, amazing. Season two, Promised Neverland, got absolutely royally fucked. And the ending of Promised Neverland season two is one of the worst endings I've ever seen in any anime, ever. It's a bit literally like a 13-minute PowerPoint slide. You're planning on reading it, aren't you, Dan? At some point. I don't know when. Right, so in which case, I won't go too much into spoilers for you. But essentially, the ending of season one, Promised Neverland, is roughly about chapter 37-ish in the manga. And there's 180 chapters. So if you were to string it out, theoretically, you should have about three or maybe four seasons of Promised Neverland. And they sort of terminated it there and then. Um, the season after, or the arc straight after they escape from a Greyfield house, the Goldie Pond arc was really, really cool. So yeah, like that was definitely like, I wish that got animated because that could have been such an amazing, an amazing watch. And then you had like the... The string after Goldie, Goldie Arc, where they went, where they actually met more people. The ending of Promised Neverland probably felt a bit like it was going on, like a tiny bit, and the very ending was quite sentimental as well, which is kind of nice. You know, in animes, you you probably you've even in video games and other movies, you've probably been victim to this. You know, when you watch an anime or any sort of show, and you can sort of predict what the ending is going to be. Yep. Like they sort of tell it, like they sort of do it. So obviously, what sometimes shows will do is basically do like a U-turn. They'll probably be like, "Oh, everything's going to be fine." Oh no, it's not fine. What Promised Neverland does, what did, is not a U-turn or an S-turn. It's probably something like an M-turn, okay? And the reason I'm going to describe it that way, so you know Promised Neverland's coming to an end. They're like, okay, we're all going to escape. And then they're like, oh, if you want to escape, you have to give me this. You have to sacrifice this. And you're just like, oh, okay, now they're not going to go all to the wind. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, but no, I don't need to do that. So now you're back in the rise. Like, oh, everyone's going to be fine. And everything's like, oh, no, we've got to give something up again. Like that sort of an M turn. That was, <laughs> it was kind of funny that it did that. Because I thought, you know, I had that mini sort of roller coaster emotions at the end of Promised Neverland. What I will probably say as well about Promised Neverland, so I've not read too many many mangas but i would probably say it is in my top five so it so I've, i can't remember off the top of my head how many i've read but if i was to like sort of pick my top five in no particular order it will be um just looking at my um, cupboard now attack on titan is obviously up there jojo's up there I'll put a stick in Promised Neverland. I did like the manga for Mashley, but obviously now that the now that it's been animated, the anime is also just just as amazing. But yeah, please check out Promised Neverland. If you got really disappointed with how they animated it in season two, like all the people were screaming that the they and rightly so for how shit the rating is on Mal for it, rightly so. Don't bother watching season two. Watch season one of Promised Neverland and then just read from chapter 37 onwards like you will you'll thank you'll thank me later for it basically i've watched season one i haven't watched a season one that fast in like f- since i started get since i was like 15 when i used to watch when i started getting into anime like i watched season one of promise neverland in a space of day like a few days because it was that good and then because you said season two was that bad I didn't ever watched it, but then it wasn't on Crunchyroll at the time either, so that helped. So, <laughs> but I, I've just been like, nah, um, I'm not gonna, 
read it. I'm not going to watch season two. But yeah, like season one, I think I gave it like a nine out of ten on mm. Mao. It's so good. Although I've seen a bit, like the only gripe I've seen is that maybe the kids are a bit too clever for their age, and maybe that is a bit right. But hey ho, it's still a great uh, watch. It's just like this cat and mouse situation. It's great. Yeah, a lot of things happen later on, which is kind of like you know when you read like a series and the main characters feel invincible it's not a great feeling but when they when main characters for plot feel vulnerable that's when a read becomes quite exciting because you feel like okay shit something's gonna happen promised neverland the majority of the time felt like okay yeah there's nothing nothing bad's gonna happen to the main character like you feel quite safe but every now and then you'll get a moment where it's like oh shit what's gonna happen which is yeah keeps you on your edge but yeah power of friendship prevails basically <laughs> to put it bluntly chris do you have anything else to mention i'm excited for deadpool and fantastic are. four with pedro pascal at some point nothing anime related i'm afraid i still uh, haven't watched any I, I, I know that um i'll be honest i was a bit underwhelmed by the deadpool 3 trailer personally i'm intrigued to see where it's going i kind of want it to be, be the linchpin film that sort of unites everything marvel <laughs> like because it, it it makes it look like it's down to Deadpool to save the MCU from like, IRL because it's floundering because they release films like the Marvels. Yeah. <laughs> now they, they need to put up these up to him to like put them put them up by the bootstraps and uh, give it a kick up the arse. Okay, let's make it good again. I'm sure it'd be good. I I don't know. I it just felt a bit. I think I was I was like oh the trailer's out and I was a bit underwhelmed by it. But I you know it's the first trailer and you know. I'm sure we've we've no, both Deadpool films are good. I prefer the first to the second, but they're both good. Oh, the kind of films they are, they're that mate. You have no idea what direction they're gonna go exactly. in. Exactly, <laughs> especially from a trailer. Exactly. And the, like, the original trailer for the first Deadpool is like him just beating up a bunch of people in a car. <laughs> yeah, you know, not the, the, it'll be good either way. Like I'm not, I'm not worried about it. It's just, I, I think it. I, I don't know if it was when I thought of what it would be that I think the trailer wasn't what I expected, which. Is you know probably kind of a good thing in some ways but i think also i was like mm, okay mm, we'll see but as well, i said we'll see i was like like um we've, we've talked about marvel a lot on the show over the years so it feels nice to sort of bookend it with me saying i'm feeling hopeful for it oh i'm sure it'd be fun like just if we just look at the prior to deadpool films it'll be good like yeah I'm sure the charisma alone will just carry it. Exactly. It's just him and Hugh Jackman just hating each other and loving each other at the same time. Proper bromance. <laughs> exactly. Uh, before we move on to our final topic for the entire series, well, Podcast. for now at least, anyway. <laughs> for now at least. Uh, so anything, any other media you want to get off your chest, now's your chance. I'm just seeing what else I've done. Uh... Nope, I'm, I'm, I'm empty. I'm watching the new Studio Trigger anime. It's called Delicious in Dungeon. It's on Netflix. It's a good. It's good fun. Thank you for your insight, Dan. It is fun. It, it is good fun. I it's still. It's only been like six or seven episodes. It's not done yet as of time of recording. Oh, what else? There's a great. Uh, I really enjoy the new Beings and Ocean uh, album. That came out the other month. That's a great album. I don't know. What else? I don't, I don't know. All right. Okay. So before we wrap up this show for now, there's two things I want to discuss. Firstly, I want to quickly break down between the three of us. What's like the best and worst media we've indulged in over the course of this run? So what's released since May 2021? And then just our closing thoughts. What we're going to move on to with our personal lives. What's, what's the plan? So we'll, we'll, I think we'll do that last. So... 
who wants to go first? Go, can we just do this in the, in the order I've got on my list? Uh, sure. What, what's been the best game, like the absolute tip-top best game that's released since May 2021? <laughs> Elden Ring. Oh, sorry, had a bit of a cough. Elden Ring. <laughs> Shredder's Revenge, you say? <laughs> oh, yes. That was rather good. Yes, yeah, it's Elden Ring, isn't it? Yes, it's Elden Ring. Yeah. Although I've, I've actually put on my list Liza P because I think I enjoyed that ever so slightly more. <laughs> really? I mean, Liza P is definitely second. It's definitely second on my list. Aye. For me, it's either Elden Ring or Tears of the Kingdom, just because I put so many hours into both games. Probably more into Tears of the Kingdom, but I, I love both games. You know, they're both fantastic. We played so many great games, like over the course of our time. I, you know, I think last year was a great year for games in general. Oh, it um, was. Like even just thinking about like Pikmin like even just my my top five from last year were just so fucking solid I'm just like these are these five games are just like oh, they're so good I can't even get it down into the top five I've struggled with top ten I know yeah. right. oh. well, so so there, there you are folks so from us here at um, Bitter Achieve Podcast our favourite game of all time since 2021 has been of course Turn It Boy Commits Tax Evasion yep then Elden Ring and then Brotato and then Brotato <laughs> <laughs> okay so what's the worst fucking game that's come out in that time the worst game the worst one we've played I've, i think this one's going to be a bit more personal to each of us and... we're just checking the date of when this game was released because i can't remember if i spoke about it i i did quickly skim through like every single episode to what we talked about <laughs> because when it comes to bad things you try and push them out of your memory don't you was like, yeah i i don't know i can't really really think of a because I, I probably like if I played a bad game I probably got rid of it so I, if I look on my shelf it's probably not there no um especially most things being digital anyway yeah I would say like the only like I wouldn't say it's a bad game like it's or no it's not a bad game actually but I think one that maybe I was a bit more disappointed or I felt no not disappointed I was underwhelmed by it was probably the Advance Wars remake I was a bit like I don't know I expected a bit more it, it's a good game I just expected more but it's not it's not bad I can't think of a bad game because I probably didn't play something bad or if I don't have I can't fucking remember nah it's not like you go out your way to play a bad game is it I, unless you're me and do it for fucking shit yeah <laughs> I I can't really think alright then I'll do two for you <laughs> to make up so um, I, I've picked two because I hate them for different reasons one is the poor patroller movie <laughs> is anyone surprised? <laughs> but then I thought, is it really the worst one though, or is it perhaps Starfield? Yeah, well, here's that my, was here's my... the, one of the biggest disappointments. Ooh, like, yeah. Yeah. here's my logic: at least I finished Paw Patrol the movie. I uninstalled <laughs> Starfield only after like six hours. <laughs> but, but you also did stream Paw Patrol as well, did, which made it slightly more fun, I guess. Yeah, I just felt my soul leaving my body when I was playing Starfield. So, yeah, there is probably something else that's worse, but they're the first two that jump in my mind. It's probably more recent uh, recency bias with Starfield, to be honest. And it probably, if I'm hand on heart, it is Paw Patrol was the worst fucking thing I played. But again, I finished it and I didn't finish Starfield. Brandon? Yeah, I mean, Starfield just sucks. It just felt like Skyrim, but with guns. It initially felt like Fallout Boy, but not Fallout Boy, Fallout, but just 
just shit basically that's what it felt like yeah um, we're not going to say that is in fact the like worst game that's come out it's just for us personally it's just for like, us any, from what we've played a, yeah anything that's got you know online pay to win mechanics of course is inherently worse but we don't touch them with barge poles as you damn well know <laughs> with me moaning over the years for me um, one which probably does add to the list of shit games I mean I did play Peppa Pig as well oh fuck I got all the fucking achievements in Peppa Pig I got all the achievements in I, Peppa Pig for like in two hours and I was like I did it mainly because you did it and I was like oh I want to give it a go as well here's uh, the thing with Peppa Pig though at least that had some variety in the levels the Paw Patrol movie is just the same thing over and over and over and over Peppa just... Pig was the same thing over and over because there was like certain achievements where you have to complete certain events and you had to keep replaying certain events because it just wouldn't appear mm. so like, I had to it took me about four or five times just to figure out how to like get the kite out of the thing i had to keep going through the same dialogue four or five times and there's no skip you had to sit through the whole fucking thing that's why you really hate it you got stuck on pepper pig and won't admit it <laughs> i got stuck because you couldn't like get through the cutscenes. like i've seen a cutscene once like just terminate it i don't want to re-sit through the same thing over and over again <laughs> Yeah, it's the worst game that I've finished to completion. Fair enough. All right, let's, let's um, lighten the mood a bit more then. What's been the best film that's come out? For me, probably Violent Night. Still haven't seen that. I did quite like Violent Night. It's the only one that comes to mind, though. Films came out. Or probably Suzume, actually. Oh, uh, I don't know. What films came out in the last couple of years that were really, really, really fucking good? I really like the Batman, but I'm a big Batman fan, so that's probably not a yeah, surprise. That's pretty good. That got new Godzilla minus one. Um, what's I don't know. Um, can't remember what came out. Well, I, again, I was split on what I wanted to do. I was probably nearly gonna go with Dungeons and Dragons, but again, that is more of a recent one, and I've talked about it not so long that. Yeah. But I think of all the films I've seen, it's probably gonna go to No Way Home, Spider Man. Oh yeah, that was really good as well. Yeah, I knew there yeah, was, was another film. Not... I still I need to watch the extended on Netflix. I haven't seen that. Yeah, uh, I think it's like an extra twenty or thirty minutes, something like that. Mm-hmm. So, so there's there's a weird the Al Yankovic story. I really like that. That made me laugh a lot. Oh, on a kind of similar note to that, there's someone I know and I hadn't seen him in ages, and he's um he's got a mullet and he's curled his hair, and I saw him and I was like, right, weird weird Al Yankovic, and he was like, you know what? <laughs> no one said that, but now you said it. I was like, yeah, there you go. That's not the worst thing you can be compared to. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't mind being called that. So I call that a compliment. Uh, he, he was a good sport on it, and he's a, he's a great person. So yeah, I guess there's a few fi- uh, few films. Okay, what about TV shows? The Bear done, oh, and, and Better Call Saul. There you go, done easily. Yeah, Better Call Saul was pretty good. The Bear and Better Call Saul. If we um yeah no I can't. I was like, is there anything else? I was like st- like Star Wars or Marvel, but I don't think any of them kind of hold a candle to those two in my opinion. No, most of them have been okay to pretty good. But not like outstandingly no. good. No, I mean I've actually picked um, the Boys series three, right? The best oh, one. Yeah, yeah. But Better Call Saul is pretty much up there as well. Although I'm, I was kind of on the fence with that one a bit more because most of that came out. In fact, the first four series came out prior to our recording. Uh, True. Maybe, True. I shouldn't, maybe I shouldn't cast that. That's why the uh, the boys snuck in. <laughs> That's still ongoing. Uh, we we missed um, worst film. We <laughs> skip that one. <laughs> Oh, the Marvels. Miss Mar... Yeah, the Marvels. There you go. <laughs> we spoke yeah. about it this episode. We did. We did. No, yeah. that was an easy one for you. <laughs> yep, yep. Brandon, worst film? 
I haven't really. I can't think. Um, I'm trying to think what films I've actually seen this year. I've seen Suicide Squad. I've seen Birds of Prey. I've seen Violet Night. I've seen Susan May. Demon Slayer movie, which is technically not a movie. Except for Mugen Train, the other two are technically that, not well, films. Yeah. Oh yeah, that did come out when we were recording, didn't it? That was our third episode, I think. Yeah. Demon Slayer Hype Train. Yeah, yeah Demon Slayer Hype Train, yeah. I'm trying to think. To be honest, if, if I have seen a shit movie, I've probably already erased it from my mind. Yeah. <laughs> but if I was to pick my favourite TV show this year, it would probably be the um, Cabinet of Curiosities. I really did enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I still need to see that. It's, that's on Netflix now, isn't it? Yeah. Damn. Yeah, Guillermo's Cabinet of Curiosities really, really enjoyed that. Curse my lack of Netflix. Uh, well, I've I've gone for um, worst film, and um, yeah, it's Spiral. Fuck that film. That film was <laughs> god awful. <laughs> <laughs> that was like my worst film. Was it not last year? The year before? Oh, that film was bad. Don't watch Spiral. Awful. I watched Saw X last year, and that was good. That was in my top list. Shows you the difference. Good cast mates. Yeah, for me, worst series. Again, might be because it's more recent, but I can't think of anything else I've seen that I dislike more. And it's that's I hate it. I just couldn't think of anything I like less. Uh, and that's Miss Marvel. <laughs> it's, it's just one <laughs> for me. Less. Uh, well, every pretty much every series I've watched, I've already had like some um, increments of wanting to see anyway. So. Chances are I might have liked it. I've not like started any series and just switched it off and thought that was dog shit. Um, yeah. But it, it just took me ages to get round to that. And even when I did, it felt like I was just slogging through it and going, mm, yeah, this really is not for me. I oh, I can't remember what it's called. Um, I have spoke about it on podcast. That would be my least favourite series or the worst series I watched. Um, I'm going to forget. I'm, gonna, I'm looking it up on Netflix as of right now. Uh, oh, that's it. The Order. I, that was shit the order yep that was shit because i started watching that I, oh yeah i watched season one or did i start watching season one just before we started recording uh the first episode of the podcast and then uh i've i finished it um soon after and in like our early episodes and obviously because it was shit i didn't talk about it i think i did men- i have mentioned it on an episode saying it was bad and yeah it's still shit don't watch it no wonder it got cancelled after two seasons. Mm. It's shit. Do you guys have a best or worst anime? For me, it's Cyberpunk Edge Runners because that's the only one I watched. So it's coincidentally the best and worst. Um, All right, let's bust open Mal. Let's have a look. <laughs> if I'm talking best, it would be probably. I think I'm gonna. Have pro- if I'm just gonna say Vinland Saga. I know it came out only last year, but like it's absolutely incredible. Um, and then worst. Platinum End. Do not watch Platinum End. It's <laughs> fucking dreadful. I cannot believe it was written by the same people who did Death Note. Yeah, I cannot it, believe it. it it's awful. It's fucking dreadful. So yeah, Platinum End, worst. Finland Saga or Chainsaw Man, uh, or probably best. I did. I actually finished watching Pluto uh, this week as well. That's really good. If I did mention it. A couple episodes ago, well, before we, yeah, before we, uh, what, before the Christmas, yeah, whatever. Yes, I finished that. That's really fucking good. We're just looking through some of the main ones that came out when we started. We've got 86. 86, really good. I want to rewatch that. Uh, Ranking of Kings, Mishoka Tensei Part 2, Komi-san Can't can't Talk. That's not that great, but all right. I'm just going through some of the ones which are highest rated for each season. 
Entertainment District Arc, Final Season Part 2 of Attack on Titan, My Dress Up Darling, what else have we got on here, just flipping through, Spring 2022, Spy Family, Kaguya Lover's War, that was a that was nice, seeing that in the movies, trying to flip through, uh, Call of the Night, um, Overlord, uh, not really many good stuff came out actually, in general, since we've been, since we've recorded, we had Chainsaw Man, Autumn 2022, but for me, if I was to rate my favourite one, I mean, I really, like, I'm so happy I just discovered Mashley the past like couple years like that has been such a fun watch and a fun read well if anyone it's like the the season two it's opening song is like the one of the most viral songs of this year it's it is so ridiculous how viral it is I've like there. Some of my friends have literally started watching Mash just because of that song. They like they never heard of it, they, or or they don't even watch anime. Heard the song, and it's like, oh yeah, now I watch. Now we're watching Mash. It was like, what the fuck? Yeah, uh, oh, but um, I'm just thinking. I mean, I really did like Mash. Like that was, just, it just tickled all the right parts in my brain and made it like a real good what. All the other stuff that came out. I mean, to be, I mean a bit of a hot take. The free rent. I didn't really like that much. Everyone um, got opinions. Yeah, got opinion, but. If I was to rate disappointing anime, fucking Rising of the Shield Hero, that's took a nosedive. That's been awful. Yep. That's, have you seen some of the CGI in Rising of the Shield Hero? Yeah. Like, what the fuck is that? Tree? No, not tree. That's from the um, from the classroom one. Demon, the demon one. But yeah, Rising of the Shield Hero has been like the most disappointing anime, and the one which I've been. It's not. It's not my favorite, but it's the one that's tickled all the right places for me. Is Mash right? I've got a question for you all then as well. What's been something which has took you by surprise, like something you thought was going to be crap, but actually when you've consumed said media, you're like, hang on a minute, this is pretty damn good. Bloody Nora! What a loaded question, Brandon. Mm. Fucking hell! Oh, that's that's going to take some thinking. <laughs> Or to make or while you think, how about this one then? What's something you thought was going to be good, but also turned into a disappointment? Obviously, we said about Starfield. Yeah, I'm just going to go with Starfield. It's going to be Warlock. <laughs> Warlock yeah, Warlock was kind of disappointing. Yeah. Not as much as Starfield, though. No, not as much as Starfield, but yeah. Like, Warlock was the one that made me feel the most crap about it. I want, I really wanted to, like, smash it in a week. Gravy. Uh, Final Fantasy May? 16. Honestly. Final Fantasy 16. Honestly, the more I, I haven't played it in a, like a month, but the more I play on it, the more I really enjoy it. And it just feels like a bit of a course correction for Final Fantasy for fucking ages. It's still got the feel of modern Final Fantasy, which, you know, it's what it is. But it definitely feels a bit like a course correction compared to especially 15. I'm probably just off the top of my head, and I mentioned it earlier. As a joke, we'll probably go for the uh, one that caught me by surprise. This is Tony Boy commits tax evasion. I just want to be, be like some like really cheap indie like knockoff thing, and it was quite charming, and I really enjoyed it. And I recommend it to everyone. So yeah, I'll go. I'll go for that, I guess. Actually, for something which I thought was gonna be crap, but turned out quite charming as well. I might go for Vampire Survivors. I've never really I... been too much of a fan of bullet hells, but Vampire Survivors, I sunk a lot of time in very quickly. It's I th- all I wanted to play for a very long time. I think what I like about Vampire Survivors is like I obviously I got into it and I was like, oh yeah. yeah. Then you got into it, Brandon, and you, Chris, were like, no. And then you played it more than probably both of us now. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I, I love about that that game. <laughs> 
I, I could probably go for um, like Robocop as well, like Rogue City, because when that was announced, I was thinking it's going to be shit, isn't it? It's like a movie tie-in thing. It's going to be awful. And it turned out to be really, really good. Uh, that was nice as well. well so I, I, I guess then, guys, that, that leaves us with one final thing for us all. And that is, what are we planning to do now the podcast is done? <laughs> For now, at least. I want to get my doctorate, you know. I want to gain that title of doctor, like Dr. Moulds, like, and just be, like, I'm the first person in my family to go to university. And I want to be, I want to, like, go into, like, and support, like, research and helping helping people with, like, diseases out in the world and everything. So I want to get my doctorate and just basically advance my career, you know, contribute something positively to the medical world. And I want you to get that doctorate so I can refer to you as Dr. Brandon to the tune of Dr. Zeus from The Simpsons. Yeah. Yeah, Dr. Brendan, Dr. Brendan. <laughs> well, as I said to you, Brandon, but once you get that doctrine, we'll, us two and my mate will be doing our Scotland trip finally. It'll be a nice celebration for you for that. I'll be 35 when we climb Bent Nevers. <laughs> well, uh, to be young again. <laughs> you know, your Bent Nevers is just long. That's all I say. It's just long. Like. <laughs> It's... Sorry, I can just pay, I can just picture that. I know, uh, you know, you have the uh, historical like sites, and you got like the uh, the signs there, but in the, the place, it's just at the tip of Ben Nevis. So at the base of Ben Nevis, there's just a sign that's saying Ben Nevis is long. It's just long. <laughs> it it is long. though. Like if you compare it to Snowden and Scaf- Scaffell, they're so much harder than Ben Nevis. Ben Me- Ben Nevis just takes ages to do. Like, that's that's all it is. Like, is ben Nevis quite flat then compared to the other two? Because obviously the reason why Scaffold was hard was just how vertical it was. Yeah, and the thing is with Snowden, depending on your route, you can have the easiest time or the hardest time. Mm. Like, it just depends. But, but, but Snowden's so versatile because there's seven routes. But uh, yeah, Ben Nevis has got one route and it, it's not difficult. It just takes ages to do it's because it's like predicted what five hours to do so you know up and down it's just that's it it just takes ages it's just like oh here we go (laughs) i would say it's probably like the top um like at the uh what there's like one section i'd probably say is the hardest section but by the time you're there you probably but no i can't wait i'm looking forward to that and i'm you know i can't wait for i'm i'm happy that you're gonna be doing your doctorate to be absolutely fantastic when you're done yeah, mainly the reason I want to do it is so I can have fucking spare time again. Because <laughs> like, obviously it's like I'm doing it at the same time as I'm doing my full-time job. You know, arguably, full-time job, you work 37, 40 hours a week. But that's just in terms of working time. On top of that, you've got your time you have to spend waking up, getting ready in the mornings. That could probably be like half an hour, adding on maybe commute to work, an extra 15 minutes. Same thing maybe for the way home. You get home 15 minutes, then you've got to do all your stuff like sort yourself out and get cosy. So you're probably spending about 50 hours in your work life so just imagine that 50 hours and on top of that i'm spending maybe 20 hours a week doing like the part-time doctorate which over time gradually i have to spend more and more time sinking into it as things come up like recently i've got a conference coming up in april where i'm going to go to scotland and present my work i've got to cram so much data by like the middle of march to get ready for this conference and it's just like and i've got so much teaching going going as well at work as well so it just adds on so much time and pressures for everything yeah i just want time back so i can play video games and watch anime yes it's, it's a hard thing people to swallow isn't it it's like i don't have time to uh, play games and watch anime because i've got to talk about playing games and watching anime <laughs> <laughs> What a strange predicament. It's such a first world problem, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. 
But it is sadly one we all share. So I'm just going to carry on working my full-time job and uh, continuing to grow my Twitch channel, which I'm still heavily involved with, and is getting bigger and bigger. Uh, I've got, like, record followers at the minute, so that's nice. Oh, and I've also taken up drumming as well. We bought a drum kit accidentally, and I've ordered some Dave Grohl drumsticks in the hopes it will make me better at it. So I'm going to try that. I figured it would complement my workouts that I do at the weekend, a bit more on exercise, so I do my workouts and then I hit the drums for like 45 minutes. I'm getting better. I can hit two things at the same time. I'm getting good. <laughs> yeah, because I used to play the drums, and I was, I was speaking to a drummer last night, and he went to me, oh, do you play an instrument? And I was like, oh, yeah, I used to play the drums, and I said, well, I, I sold them a long time ago, but I still remember how to drum. Like, if I sat in front of a drum kit and went, someone went, go out, go nuts, I'd know how to drum. I'd, it, it, it wouldn't, li- it's not left me at all. Oh, that's the same as me and my bass guitar, like, mm. um, I was I was never I was, I was good enough to like play in bands, but I won't say I was like fantastic at all. But there are time points if I just pick up the bass, I can probably bang out some Rage Against the Machine at a drop of a hat. So your muscle memory just takes over. It's like I know how to play this. Riff, isn't it? Like even in yeah. like my new job, I I would like I was moved to a different machine for a while for because of some technical issues, and then I went back to my machine. And I was like, uh, do I know what I'm doing? I'm like, and then I'm like, yeah. I don't, I don't, why do I think I don't know what I'm doing? I do know what I'm doing. Mm. So, anything else, Chris? No, I just plan to, you know, stay alive and be great and <laughs> play games and then call Bobby Kotick a twat. So standard. Much my back. Yeah, standard, standard, really. I'm, I'm mm. not going to do anything else. And uh, myself. Um, well, like my new job's going really well. Um, I don't like talking about work on social media or on the internet just because, you know, you never know if it will come back on you. Um, no, you don't want to dox yourself. <laughs> yeah, but I, I know, I'm just saying something good. But yeah, my new, my new uh, job's uh, going really uh, well. Uh, uh, oh, I remember when we first started this podcast, I was like, oh yeah, call me Spanky on this and that didn't fucking last. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well. Yeah, it's fine. People can know my name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm turning 30 next month. Uh, in March, and I'm going to Japan for two and a half weeks, so it's a trip of a lifetime. I, I cannot fucking wait. Uh, literally today, I've, uh, someone from my trip has made a WhatsApp group with, uh, right now there's only four of us out of 16 people, actually technically 17, um, including myself, so, but the uh, other 13 people um, we don't, haven't met, uh, well not, no, haven't, haven't met, except for one person, I've not met any of them, but haven't, like, I don't think they're aware of, like, the little Facebook group, and one of them's the um, group leader, so nearer the time they'll message, and then I, we can add them in, but already um, with the other two people, just talking about the trip, and it's making me even more excited, like, I, you know, I've been, I've, like, all I've got to do now is just get spending money, I've paid for the trip, got my insurance, done everything, of course, pay for, don't, like, sort the flights out, ages and ages ago you know it's all sorted just spending money and then getting myself there and i cannot wait i will be posting quite a lot of pictures of it on my social media so Mm. if you follow me on social media you'll you'll see my uh, escapades in japan as I turn 30 years old, and uh, I'll just be, if you want to, if you're interested in my life, just follow me on Instagram, and there but you go. But not in real life. Yeah, please don't. Um, <laughs> I don't want, I don't want to stalk her. Um, yeah, I want to know. On Insta, Insta, you'll see me probably talk about posting whatever I 
fucking light. I, I put, like, when I got all my Berserk volumes, I put them all out. That was one of my last posts. Yeah, I'll probably do the odd anime stuff on there, music, whatever. It's what I randomly like. I've been getting back into painting Warhammer recently, so that's something I've been doing. Cause I didn't paint anything last year, and I got I was a bit annoyed over that. Um, part of that was me just being like, I've got no time, and just choosing not to do it when I could have easily like made time to do it. It's the same with everything. I didn't compromise, and I chose not to do it. Uh, but I've been painting a lot more this year, and it's got, it's got me a bit more into it, and it's been good. You know, I'll still be, I'll just be living how I always. How I normally live really yeah like i said my big thing is my japan holiday so but uh, i'm doing the three peaks again at, in august as well but it's not going to be i'm not i'm not going to be uh as intensely training this time because it's not going to be as intense because especially the snowden route it's going to be the easy route up and down which i'm a bit mm. pained to know about but what did you want to do? A I, I would have preferred to do a different one, but I'm not the one organising it. Um, so that's just what it is. It's fine. Um, it would be a nice little weekend away. I've already booked off work. Uh, it's funny because I literally that week I have a two-day work week and then I'm, I'm off again. Because uh, it's um, August bank holiday. I work uh, Tuesday, Wednesday and then I'm off to do the free peaks. <laughs> no, uh, life's good. And, you know, we all have things that happen that we don't like but there's enough good in the world to make to get through those things and you know uh, well we've just well as of it's probably not by the time i've edited it but as time recording it says we've been recording for an hour and a half but you know i've known these two guys for 10 years i'm hoping i know them until the day i die you know like these two guys are two of my best friends like you know i'm not we're not i'm sure it's obvious because we've like i said we've been recording for an hour and a half we're not ending this podcast because i don't like either of these two people yeah i'm sure that's obvious but i i do need to say it anyway you know which is amazing with all the shit i come out oh you know i'm sure there's things in our mind we're like oh, for fuck's sake but you know that's the same with like everyone i'm sure everyone's got friends that say stuff and you're just like oh for fuck's sake <laughs> well, cheers, guys, for putting up for my bullshit for this amount of time. Egg, oh. egg, dance lasagna. <laughs> Fucking hell! <laughs> you know, every time I eat lasagna, I'll never forget that. I'm like, oh, fuck. I need to eat it carefully. Fuck. Eat it carefully. You don't want to pass out. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so, so we we might record the other uh, special podcast if Dan doesn't get assaulted by lasagna in the meantime. Or uh, yeah, you know, I'll still be lurking in Chris's. Twitch chat every now and then, and, and I suppose then that this is like the, the the last time we can plug our Twitch channels, Brandon. Uh, Make sure you follow Spanky Rambles on Twitch and follow Sidebucker on Twitch, where we will stream our usual bunch of goodies and our variety streaming nonsense. Indeed, and challenge run bullshit, and yes, um, run bullshit. and terraria, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, we just finished a challenge run last night, actually. Um, well, hey, start a new one. Woohoo! Can I sound any more confused? <laughs> I'm confused as well. Uh, so yes. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And I want to leave you all listening on a question, and that is, what's been your favourite media 
that you've ingested since we've been recording and whatever it is i won't be able to hear you because that's not how podcasts work so you're wasting <laughs> your time but uh, it's nice that you're having nice thoughts and that's what counts yeah let us know on the socials we'll, we'll still check the socials i was about to say so guys for one last time it's goodbye from me goodbye from me and goodbye from me but i have one thing left to say <gasps> victory achievement yeah yes may you achieve victory Thank you to everyone who's listened to our podcast over these past years. All 72 episodes, now 73. All three of us really appreciate it. I We appreciate the Retro Smash podcast boys as well. They're a great bunch of lads. Uh, you should check them out. Just thank you and victory achieved. Thank you.